HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America. From border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the now generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right, hello everybody in Radioland. The Mike and Judy Show back from Roberto's here on the Heritage Radio Network. It's Mike Edison, but today I am bereft. Judy is out taking care of some poisonal business. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is I'm joined today by Patrick Martin. Come on. I wanted to see how far I could get into the show before people knew I wasn't Judy. <laughs> well, you're not too hot for television, um, but glad to have you here. Of course, you gave me my big start in internet radio, Patrick. You are my corporate master, as it, such as it is. And thank you, thank you. It's an honor to be here. This is, I've always said, one of the top twenty-five of shows on the network. <laughs> and I wish people could see. Uh, ow, I wish, Ooh, Jack. <laughs> and I wish people could see what you were wearing today. You're sort of like the Hugh Hefner of this whole operation. I am wearing slippers. It's that, true. If, if Hugh Hefner were like homeless and stoned, uh, today we have as our special guests uh, our friends from the Little Neck Clam Shack in Gowanus. We have both the front of the house and the back and the kitchen represented today, right? With uh, my buddy Aaron Lefkov and Joe. Ponte from the kitchen. What's going on, guys? Not too much. Not too much at all. You guys were here before. Now, all of a sudden, you're like legit with this New Yorker review and stuff. We've been here three times now. Well, Snacky Tunes? What else? Snacky Tunes, the Mike and Judy show, and the Mike and Judy show. <laughs> so, hopefully, we'll have something left to talk about today. Well, you guys uh, are, like I said, you're legit now. When you first came on, there was a couple of wayward punks trying to make your way around with a couple of bivalves you hooked out of the Gowanus Canal. And now, it's nice to be recognized by the establishment. And now that you are in the Jewish press, meaning the New York Times, 
and, and the, the Goy Press, meaning the New Yorker. <laughs> the New Yorker. So, um, it was a talk show, guys. I needed to talk. <laughs> so, what's going on? Last night was your big night, right? After the New Yorker review, the world changed for you? Uh, the world didn't change, but there was a lot more people there. <laughs> Well, you're bu- <laughs> what was exactly said? I'm sorry, I should have researched this show more, but uh, what, what was the premise? Well, I never thought that something that I uh, came up with doing a shot at a bar would ever get a glowing review from such an August publication as The New Yorker, but uh, it's a pretty nice review. Very nice. Congratulations. It, w- it was amazing, actually. I've eaten any restaurant. I like it. It's a good-looking room. The food's really good. Um, but just knowing you as I do, shiftless punk rocker, <laughs> ne'er-do-well that you are. Certainly a ne'er-do-well. That, that you That's actually, um, I believe the first... Term my, term my parents used for me. Your dad told me he was very proud of you. He actually took me aside at the Passover Seder. I'm very proud of Aaron. He was, he, he says, he's obviously a guy who's never going to really work well for somebody else. No, no, as, you, as you've seen when we were, when we were colleagues in another life. Uh, that's good. My father never told me he was proud of me. Um, what about you, Jaws? Going out back there in the kitchen, things coming out of there uh, consistently good, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I seem to surprise myself every day with the food I'm doing, if that sounds, you know, egotistical. But, um, yeah, it's going great. Now, I always does, that I, doesn't sound egotistical at all. I mean, now the, we buy everything from within a mile of our restaurant. Would not be a good ad campaign for you guys on the Gowanus Canal. <laughs> or the, the well, I mean, it started. You know, there's a bridge across. There's a couple bridges across the canal, and it started. Uh, you know, six months ago when we opened, where I would actually hoist Joe down. By I would hold his no. ankles and hoist him down into the water. But you know. Since we've had such recent success and we've been so well received, I now have a pulley system. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. I've always thought, I've walked on those bridges because I live right there, and I've always thought, what would have to go by for me to to actually jump into the Gowanus to retrieve it? Like, holy grail, I'd be like, no. Jimmy Hoffa's body, no. It's a really great way to keep your food margins low. (laughs) Is the Gowanus still catching fire with frequency like it used to? (laughs) Smoke on the water, baby. So, well, you guys are pretty much pioneers in that neighborhood. I mean, it's starting to shape up now, but, I mean, my God, even Roberta's here. I mean, can you remember when, when we started out here, what, what it looked like in this neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, empty. It was just this in the, um, you know, deli over there. And, the you corner. know, this was the neighborhood in 77 during that blackout, and this middle neighborhood was on fire. You know, the Bronx it's is burning. I'm sorry, this again. part of Brooklyn, too. I guess so. If you if you call drunken assholes and sombreros on fire. Different type of fire. Speaking of which, last yesterday, Cinco de Mayo. Ugh. Cinco de Mayo. It's like, seriously, dude. One small step above the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Wow. Wow, you're getting into like a full munchkin territory. <laughs> well, no, that is. I grew up on uh, Madison Avenue. That was, it, it seemed like it happened about eight times a year. And that was always the worst day. I mean, there's wielding in the park, you know, garbage left all on the streets. But yeah, well, that's why, why people generally have something to celebrate, not a bunch of like, you know, PFAs, the post frat assholes, you know, walking around drunk on tequila. My neighbor just turns into like, it's just like the sea of, of wasted humanity. That's why I'm drinking my margarita on Seis de Mayo. That's it. That's good. <laughs> As a sign of protest. You guys do a Cinco de Mayo thing at your fine restaurant? Uh, no. I no, mean, we didn't. You guys, your, your neighborhood seems a little too cool for all of that. Well, it was a weird Cinco de Mayo this year. We had the, uh, we had the waspy uh, Upper West Side New Yorker delegation out there in full force last night. A lot of jackets. A lot more jackets than I ever thought... Thought I would see it because you're in the New Yorker. 
Where exactly is your restaurant? It's on Third Avenue between Carroll and President Street. Carroll and President. Wow. Third Avenue. And what else was there before? I mean, uh, well, there's a, there's a social club. It's still there. Okay. Uh, Who's that? Old Italian guys? Old Italian guys. Uh, yeah, some younger well, Italian that, guys. There's that good Italian restaurant down the street, that really old school red sauce joint, right? Yeah, I don't know if that, I, I don't know that I would necessarily call it good, but it is down the street. <laughs> and uh, there's a bar that's been there for a zillion years, but that was about it. Because uh, uh, people don't know, it's a, there's, it's a kind of no man's zone between Park Slope, which is a very popular neighborhood, and kind of the Carroll Gardens. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn and Heights. you know, we get a. Uh, I think being right in between the two neighborhoods, we get a lot of people from both. So, you know, for being a for being a total kind of wasteland, no man's land between two neighborhoods, we're actually people are traveling from people are traveling from both sides to come and eat at our place. Um, people are traveling from points even further. So, all right, so, you're like a canal yourself. So, what does a Jew like you know about serving trafe anyway? <laughs> Oh, I know a lot. <laughs> well, tell me, where do you learn these things? I know your family, and you know, as Jewish family, they wouldn't tolerate you know mollusks and bivalves. You know, there's a you know we. I, I, who said they wouldn't tolerate <laughs> mollusks and bivalves? They love it. That is true. My, With bacon bits. My on father top. was po- positively verklempt when he pulled you aside at the seder. <laughs> he was. He was right proud of you. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know your family. They're they're nice. Not a lot of pork chops going on in that household. Well, not at the Passover Seder. But. <laughs> no, it's not. It's when are you not, guys going to start serving gefilte fish? See, that could be like the new hipster mm-hmm. uh, ironic food. And now you could like, grow Jew- like Jewish sushi. Gefilte, and you could get that from the Guanas. Gefilte fish actually uh, was having a moment recently. You've seen uh, it pop, gef- pop up a lot more here and there. But uh, Is gefilte Jewish for garbage? It's kind of a trash. <laughs> it, among trash fish, it is a trash fish. Now, actually talking about what is a fish's power to untrash an environment? Like, I always hear, oh, put an oyster in it. I mean, can fish really fix it? Uh, well, not fish, but definitely oysters and clams. Um, so shellfish, yeah. Uh, yeah, they said something about, you know, an oyster can clean up something like seven gallons at high tide. Really? Uh, seven yeah. gallons? What does yeah. that mean when you say that? It, it sucks in the water and does it, something it, Like, it sucks it? it in and then spits it out. And it it goes in dirty, comes out clean, and yet we can still eat it. Or are we not? No, no, you you, you couldn't. I would assume if they were going to put oysters in the canal, the first you know few hundred you couldn't eat. But first few hundred, you have the first few hundred years. Would uh, oysters, those oysters die? You don't want to eat, right? Yeah. Okay. So, those, but would those oysters die? Can oysters survive in the Guanas right now? Well, I mean, they wouldn't die, but they wouldn't be good to eat. You know. But if, so, they, but they wouldn't be killed, even even though we shouldn't eat them. They no, wouldn't die because it's no. so toxic. O- oysters have. Yeah, a few, very few natural predators. It's like, it's, huh. yeah, they can survive through anything. They're like a roach. Just Jews and go and, and <laughs> on President Street and and little neck clams, yeah, shacks. So where are you guys getting the oysters from? Where are you sourcing uh, your shellfish from? You mean besides the canal? Besides the canal, yes. Uh, we work with a bunch of purveyors around town. Uh, we work with Wild Edibles, Peerless Seafood. I, lo- I love the Wild Edibles uh, restaurant uh, up up on uh, Third Avenue. Oh yeah, great stuff. Over there. Uh, that's good, right? The fish market. They just threw a bar in there. I like it over there. Uh, Island Creek oysters. I'm from uh, Massachusetts. They're on Cape Cod. Uh, North Rip Trading. Yeah, we work with all reputable purveyors, and then you know, occasionally we have the local local oyster. Uh, the local local oyster. I like the Blue Point oysters. I like oysters from like Long Island and Rhode Island. And well, how many oysters the- do you throw out a week? Uh, you know, the, me- the menu changes every day, and you know, we don't have very much storage space in our place so we're really only bringing we're bringing in food for the day every day pretty much so the oyster list changes on a daily basis we probably we have between 
six and eight oysters at any time from the East Coast, from the West Coast. And uh, I like West Coast oysters better, by the way. You know, they, a lot- they, they seem milkier, kind of more. I, well, the the West Coast oysters are typically a little smaller, a little creamier, and I like the bigger, brinier, more seawater-flavored oysters, personally, but okay. I've noticed since we opened our place that the West Coast oysters are overwhelmingly a bigger sell. Hmm. And uh, so you don't have to throw... I mean, when is it to... I mean, how do you draw that line? Because you're like, I could sell this oyster platter for X amount of dollars, but, you know, where is that moment? Well, I mean, we, you know, we do them all by the piece, Okay. so the... So you can order as many or as few as you want. Uh, it's not like a platter type deal, but I typically don't want to have an oyster on for more than two nights in a row. Like after, you know, if we have it on a if we have it on a Thursday night, and then we don't sell it out on a Friday night, I don't want to put it out on Saturday. And then you turn it into oysters too, fried oysters. Well, you can fry you can fry them up. They're still I mean they're still good after after a few days, but it's you know you don't you don't want to start. I don't I don't want to serve anything that's not fresh so you can avoid loss by being like it's getting to that second day let me fry it and make a special well a few times we've done the uh, random oyster grab bag oh, really? which is which is just whatever we don't have enough pieces of to actually put on the board you know so i'm sitting on like eight pieces of something 10 pieces on something it's not enough to put out there but i'll just do a random oyster grab bag and blow them out for a buck 50 a pop okay is that what you usually get for uh, East Coast Oyster at buck fifty? a lot of places now i see you're having like one dollar oyster specials i'm wondering is that just a loss leader well no that's like those are like blue points, mm-hmm. you know, Pine Island oysters, um, pipe, no, Pipes Cove, something that comes from really close in Long Island, you know. And the it's, more exotic yeah. the oyster, the more sure. expensive it is. So, but usually I try and do the East Coast oysters for two dollars. Occasionally we have ones that are three dollars. I try and do the West Coast for three dollars. Occasionally we'll have something like we've been doing uh, hand harvested wild blown from Maine. And those will be a little bit more, but I try and keep in the two and three dollar range. I don't want anybody to walk into the place and feel priced out and walk right back outside. Well, my experience is your place has always been packed every time I've been in there. It's what do you serve crazy. with the oysters? Do you, What's your version of the mignonette? Because I always have issues with restaurants that try to make their own ketchup or break the rules of mignonette. So what's your take on it? Uh, well, we just follow the traditional mignonette, red wine vinegar, shallot, peppercorn. Yeah, it's... I don't want, you know, a Thai base. I mean, that's not how I know oysters and that's not how I want them. Yeah, we don't we don't fix it if it's not broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you what. A restaurant, um, a local restaurant, in East Village, um, ordered a bratwurst slightly uh, off the bivalve topic here, but they lost me yesterday. This is one, why they lost me. I will never go back because I went in to have a pint of beer, and it's a bar that has uh, I don't know thirty or so uh, beers on tap, and a lot of artisanal beer, and a really nice list. And they obviously they have a chalkboard, and they care about it, and they tell you exactly what time and day it's been tapped, and everything's fresh and wonderful. And I ordered a bratwurst have with my beer and there was no mustard so I they asked, didn't give you mustard with a bratwurst and a pint of beer and a bratwurst there's no mustard okay that was weird to begin with and then i said well you know maybe that's I need offensive so. it, it is but Sacrilegious. wait it, it gets worse for this jew it gets worse this bratwurst eating jew it gets much worse when i asked for the mustard it took like 10 minutes i think he went to this corner and bought a bottle of french's they gave me this monkey dish of that bright yellow goyish or crud mustard that no self-respecting Jew should ever fucking eat. Okay, and there it was next to my bratwurst, and that to me says, you That's don't offensive. care. You don't care enough about your customers, well, I went about to your a food, restaurant about your refused. goddamn mustard program. One mu- restaurant refused. She's a very nice lady. She refused to go get mustard. She's like, my stuff doesn't need it. She also didn't put dressing on her salad. That's sick. 
I mean, that you don't, you can't get oil and vinegar. I mean, what are you buying better lettuce than the guy next door? Come on, no dressing. I'd say my general rule of thumb is the bigger the grain in the mustard, the more dewy it is. Yeah, I want a nice spicy brown mustard. If you would open a sausage place, wouldn't like I could eat a mustard grain the size of my head? Oh, that would be so nice. So if you were to open a sausage place, wouldn't like the first thing after sausages be mustard? Mustard. You should open a mustard museum at yeah. your bratwurst restaurant. Uh, I, I, I have like, you know, six to eight kinds of mustard in my house at any given time. Because there are different mustard opportunities and different mustard situations. You, you know, have to have the right tool for the right job. You know, I mean, I, I have the Dijon to make the salad dressing. Then I've got like a, a nice deli mustard with a lot of horseradish in it for when I do make a dog. I always like to have some heap gnats in the freezer. You never know. So they answer to a higher authority. They do answer to a higher authority. We have a, we have a beet mustard at Little Nick at the moment. Like a beetnik? Yeah, like a beetnik mustard. It's just like, does it make you howl? You get that joke? See? <laughs> yeah, so, Mike, what's a word? <laughs> How's it going, Aaron? It's great. A oh, man, you... Dude. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, daddy. Oh, man, you know, uh, Aaron has been my beatnik. I've rented Aaron as a beatnik many, many times. For he looks like a beatnik. Maynard G. Krebs is for, rolling in his grave right now. For all, all, the, all the gigs that I do, and you have one line. How's it going, man? Like, cool, daddy. <sighs> you're, Can someone you're, tell oh, me? Oh, and three. It's like crazy, man. Like one crazy. One line. Wait, 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 wait. Try it again. You're a better restaurateur than you are. Try it again. again. Tell you what. Let's take a break. Speaking of a higher authority, here's Elvis Presley. Jack, spin it. Work up an appetite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the clam, do the clam. Okay, we're back here. Roberto's on the Heritage Radio Network. It's Mike Edison with sitting in for the beautiful Judy McGuire. Hi, I'm Judy. So not, dude. For, first, I'm not doing as good a job <laughs> as Judy. She's at no, a very no. high standard. I feel, you know, absolutely. Well, like Judy I'm not is doing my the greatest, job. and I'm, I'm seriously bereft without her. But you thanks. Did- Thanks. But you did give me my big you break, look, and, I, and I love that outfit you're wearing today, Patrick, I must say. These cats are for Judy, by the way, if you've been wondering. Oh. I love that outfit. So everyone, so, listen, I invented the word. Are you going to ask me about my word? I'm going to ask you about your word, but first I wanted to tease you more about these like multiple flannel layers that you wear. Does it work or not? Day. Does it work or not? Well, you're contradicting yourself because you're wearing multiple layers of flannel, and then you're wearing shorts. Shorts. Right, because my legs never get cold. Has anyone ever been cold on their calf muscle? Okay. Point taken. <laughs> but uh, All right, I'm out. I want to end on top. I'm going out this back door. <laughs> Patrick, uh, I understand you invented a new word. Well, some guy, do you remember Rich Hall and Sniglets Saturday Night Live where people would, you know, invent words that should exist but don't yet? Mm-hmm. Do you remember any Sniglets? 
Mm, no. But it's okay. But remember, they came out with like 40 books at the time. This was before the internet. Anyway, some guy's like, I have a Sniglet, and I've written into the Atlantic, and no one ever came up with the word for it. Uh, when you leave a shower and you still have a little patch of soap and you're already out and it's still like wet and disgusting. This, this is the word you invented? This is where you're taking So he, he brings us up and listen. Residouche. <laughs> Residue, residouche, French for shower, douche, residouche. Come on. This, and they didn't even give me credit for it. They were like, yeah, it's all right. This is what you bring on the Michael I'm like, show. That's, a, that's gold, baby. Oh. Residue. I always wondered what the clinical term for that was. Yes, thank you. So, how many different mustards do you guys have? Oh, <laughs> at, at least three. At least three or four at any given moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, I'm I'm really uh, happy that you guys are do, doing so well. I mean, knowing Aaron, of course, it's a complete shock. You, of course, Joe, are very talented and have your shit together. Yeah, uh, but I understand you're doing so well that maybe we're going to even uh, talking about Little Neck uh, East West North South 2.0. Little, well, on? I had a I had a epiphany one night, and I'm I'm. I signed a lease on a space. I'm going to knock the building down, and I'm erecting a tent. It's going to be called Beer Tent. Mm-hmm. It's a tent that's, that serves beer. I like the beer tent. With, like, pumped from kegs and garbage cans filled with ice. So I signed a lease on a space. It's a nice, gorgeous, uh, split-level t- uh, 10,000 square feet. We're, we're demolishing the whole thing, starting over from the ground up with wow. a tent. So it's Beer Tent. should be open uh, July 4th weekend. July 4th, 20... Saving up all my money to buy the tent. 2018? This summer. This summer. summer this is breaking the time news. Is right. That's impressive. Summer Where's this going to be right. exactly? Wherever oh, we can find the, wherever space. We can find yeah, the, space, the space, space to put the, the tent, tent up. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. beer tent. Is, beer is, tent. Isn't Miriam going to uh, cook in a Budweiser onesie? Well, the official uniform is going to be a Budweiser bikini. And uh, you know, will you play a Budweiser it, guitar? Well, if I if I get any static from the health department, it'll be a Budweiser onesie. But uh, yeah, you know, I have a full arsenal of the Budweiser promotional guitars that you see hanging on the on the wall at, at finer drinking establishments. You would look good, you would look good one over. of those hats with the two cans on either side, the connected connecto straw. I wear one of those when I watch my sports. <laughs> it's it's all about uh, you know efficiency and it. It makes the drinking a lot easier. Speak- Plus, you can drink from two beers at once because it has two. Speaking stars. of sports, you know, obviously, I'm not going to any fucking restaurant that serves a bratwurst with yellow Goyersher mustard. I mean, you might as well give me mayonnaise with that fucking sausage. I mean, that's how fucking offensive it is. I'm no longer going to restaurants that have TVs, flat screen TVs. Why? Okay. Oh, if you want if it's a sports bar, okay. Because a restaurant. Because I no, I disagree. I think every restaurant should put a little TV at the bar for guys like me who would really like to be watching the game while still yeah. being social. Yeah. A little TV. I like. No. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I like to watch the match. While I eat, okay. Maybe you could hand out the little handheld I still agree with, with you, the by antenna. The way. Yeah, <laughs> even it's a mess. I might give you a small screen at the bar. Sure, at the bar. But bar. you know, this whole concept of like even like a sushi restaurant has a flat screen TV. It's it's distracting. It's not con- conducive to like social interaction with, with whoever you're at dinner with. Especially you don't especially well, at bars. That, sports are okay because sports. But it's like sometimes you're at a sushi restaurant and all you want to do is eat sushi and watch The Simpsons with the sound off. No, <laughs> no, and, you and, don't. And, Stay and if you're and if you're in that, uh, you know, no, if you're in that demographic, no. then that's your place. No, I think well, more restaurants should pull down screens like they do in in Europe and Brazil for World Cup games. If it's a big game, you pull down a screen, and even Babo would just be like showing the World that's Series. Fine. Game that's fine. That's 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 
that's an event and it's event programming and stuff. But by and large, TVs and restaurants and bars are just like the like the bane of my existence. I, they're the scourge of the fucking bar scene. And let me tell you something: if you put on The Simpsons at a bar and you put on with the subtitles, no one's drinking. They're reading the fucking subtitles. It's bad for business. I knew a guy who ran, ran a bar and he only allowed on TV. He told me this guy has been in the bar business for a very long time. He said the only two things we allow on this TV. Sports and the president of the United States, because that's the only thing that sells drinks. And one day he came in during the day shift and caught them watching Days of Our Lives, and he ripped the TV out of the wall and threw it on the street. <laughs> You'll probably like take a stab at who that was. <laughs> Do you watch any television at all? Uh, not lately. Actually, I'm about to get rid of my Time Warner cable subscription. So there's nothing it. you watch? Well, Jersey Shore. Y- you know, I've realized I you don't... You watch Jersey Shore? I don't... I, I don't need the TV. Time Warner's expensive. Now that wrestling's on YouTube, who the fuck needs it? I mean, I ser- need it seriously, the, the only you thing you can get is you, live sports. That's wrestling? why I have cable. That's right. That yes, sucks. Jack is right. No, that's, you that's can enjoy wrestling on YouTube as much as you would watching it on TV. Sure, I can. You think YouTube's a step down from television? You're wrong. YouTube is a step up. Well, from I should be defending that too, since we're an internet radio station. Yeah, maybe I do agree. I, with I don't need it. I can stream whatever I want with whatever you know, the Roku box or the Apple TV box or whatever device that I'm going to uh, end up with, whatever the most high def version is when I trade up. I have the I Roku now. box, but I haven't watched any pro wrestling on it. Yeah. I use it all the time. And like, what do I really need? I mean, honestly, my life is better without Rachel Maddow. There, I said it. Wow. There, I said it. Okay. I had no and idea. And besides, she... she's on HuffPo, and I want to catch up with her, John I... Stewart. All I got to do is push a button. It's like, it's on the internet. I don't need to be paying this money. To... And all they do is scream at each other. And coming this political season, yeah, that's true. it's just too much bad energy in my house. I don't Has need Rachel it. Has Rachel Maddow Goodbye. figured prominently in your life up until this point? Yeah. Well, you know, you kind of want to turn it on because, you know, it's easy to feel smart watching Rachel. I like her. I mean, she's she's great. She's brilliant. She's, she's entertaining. Uh, like, she's I'm going to go she's out coaching. with her one day. I have a huge crush on yeah, Rachel Maddow. I don't think actually. you're going to be going. Out with well, her. good luck with I that. I think Jack. Mike is like, I'm yeah, going to no. convert her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to pray, pray her gay away. Is there a single wrestler <laughs> that you would want to see on a big screen? Wrestling but today. No, but YouTube is on my big screen, and that's the point because I can stream it onto my giant, you know, oh. high definition television screen now. But it's not live. No. But who cares? You want to know who won? Come yeah, on. I want to watch WrestleMania. I'm going to watch wa- WrestleMania live. Well, sure, but WrestleMania is also... It's He's not like, don't tell me who won. WrestleMania, i got to push the button, and it will stream happily through my box without me paying $700 a year so I can, what, not watch Julia Louis-Dreyfus' new show? You're like, why <laughs> didn't you tell me Jimmy Fly Snooka won? God, I haven't seen it yet. That was like 30 years ago. Did adolescent Mike ever dead. dream that one day he could, have, uh, <laughs> he could have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on demand? It's ju- YouTube is like this jukebox I always dreamed of, this video jukebox. You know, this morning I was watching Bugs Bunny cartoons on my giant TV. This is all I wanted. All I was missing was like a big box of Count Chocula. And you're, <laughs> you're wondering why you're not dating. <laughs> Uh, uh, where's Judy? Judy, come back! Sorry, I'm out, everyone. Touchy subject. So, what's next for you? Uh, you trave serving uh, Wonderkins back there. We got this concept of beer tent. Well, I'm looking at uh, two slices of pizza. I think I'm going to kill those off. The Roberta's pizza. <laughs> In case anyone was looking at that second one, I saw last home. week. Don't that, even look at that pizza. You know, last week I saw a lobster roll here at Roberta's. They had a lobster roll to the menu here, Jack. Do we know? It's a shrimp uh, roll. Yeah, it is shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp roll, fried shrimp in there. It's very tasty with a bunch of mayo. Ooh! How do you guys feel about your competition? I went to a, I'll leave it nameless for now, um, but a, a lobster shack, such as it was the other night. And um, gotta say, I mean, I, I was it didn't, wasn't working for me. It was too clean. It was too white. Was it was it owned by a TV personality's daughter? Not that this I know of. Good 
Um, I believe it was like a couple of Wall Street douchebags actually bought uh, the venture. Uh, uh, I mean, the food was okay, but it was like, but it was like, lot, but it was, it's it it like, how I'm many not, things I, can we make out of a lobster? A lobster slider, a lobster this, a lobster. We that, only have one thing on our menu: steak, that has lobster those. hash, you know, lobster hats and shirts and bibs. It was just too much. Well, we only have one thing on our menu that has lobster. To begin with, and it's the lobster roll. And what is the secret to a good lobster roll? Well, you oh, know, yeah. I'm putting this one to the kitchen guy. What's the secret uh, of the good lobster roll? D- don't do anything to it. Just steam the lobster, break down the lobster. But you, know, you still got to put mayo in it. Yeah, a little bit. What helmets? We have a light mayo yeah. jit that yeah. you make. That we yeah, make. we make okay. a mayo jit. It's a uh, mayonnaise, something else, and something else. Secret, uh, secret. Yeah, secret, secret. Now, and what then, percentage? Secret, secret. What are you fucking Colonel Sanders over here? Hey, man. <laughs> Come yes. on, spill. What's in what, what's in your mayo, dude? Uh, man- mayonnaise, <laughs> mayonnaise, egg yolks, um, oil, and a little lemon juice. Where do lobster? There you go. go Hard wrong. hitting. I'm like the morally much safer. Of I think when you get overly yeah. ambitious with it, it's yeah. something that uh, I mean, you know, our our lobster rolls are just you know we get fresh lobsters in several times a week and we steam them live. And what about your buns? Tell me about your buns. Now that I've heard about your mayo, tell me about your buns. They're tight. I've been working out. Made of steel. Yeah, steel, very nice. You like? <laughs> I wasn't going there. But. <laughs> have you guys ever smoked angel dust? Do we, we cover this on our last show? Because on the Mike and Judy show, we have a uh, disturbingly high proportion of guests who've uh, smoked angel dust, either purposely or by accident. I don't it's rec- incredible. We've had more angel dust smokers. You've had a lot on, of on this show than um, you've had a lot of base heads. Well, usually it was like someone got handed like a dusted joint at the Roxy in 1984. But I'm still clean. I think. I think we're for, gonna work on that, Jack. I don't. I don't know that I've ever uh, deliberately smoked angel dust, but I can't say for certain that I haven't. Sniff glue. You're definitely the, sniffed glue. You're from the deep south. <laughs> I've, def, I've, de- I've definitely dabbled with the inhalants. Well, all right. What else? I do still. You got, sni- I still sniff markers. I, um, how much of the <laughs> I'm sniffing your a marker right now. Is prepared, and how much of it is just shuffling it out raw, but sourcing it right? Um, uh, do you do the benzino and the salt thing? No, no, do the fish, fish, fish. the raw bar is the only thing that's served raw. We, we'll have okay. we'll have everything else, but is, we'll have a raw bar special. Um, you know, it might be. Uh, I think yesterday it was what just war- warm scallops or something like that. Just you know we. We'll do typically like a crudo on the raw bar or, uh, you know, we've done lobster lobster tails. Uh, You know, we'll typically have a raw bar special, which is somewhat prepared. But, but, you know, the only things that are raw, raw, but, you know, sourced properly is the oysters. And then, you know, there's a full menu. There's, you know, uh, two to four specials every night. I want to come to the first dinner that's eaten, uh, you know, eating something from the Gowanus. Even if it's like 40, 50 years, I, I, I want to be there for that. Why don't we dump a whole bunch of oysters in there? Dump like 10,000. We'll do a Kickstarter. Right. Like, just dump them right, right by your restaurant. It sounds like a good project for Heritage Foods. Yeah, well, dump. not us. We're not. We're meat. We're what? not fish. I feel like we so can throw a cow in there. Jump, tr- jump truck to, to throw a cow and a few pigs in there and see what New happens. Get one yeah. there. Get Heritage Radio Network there. Yeah. That'd be a great thing, and who knows? Maybe they'll do the job, right? Not make it. What is it? An emergency site, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a super fun, super site, fun, which is better than a regular fun. Maybe wild that edibles. We get will money. Sponsor this, <laughs> and thankfully, this is the fastest half hour on the internet radio uh, dial today. That time? Unbelievable! It's been the Mike and Judy, Judy show, Sans Judy, with my friend Patrick Martin. Can Thanks you get cancer just by talking about the Gowanus? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thanks to Aaron and Joe from uh, Little Neck and the Gowanus. Please visit. Them. We're going to go out with the Beastie Boys. 
for our friend MCA. Thank you, Mike. Next week. Thanks so much. to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. 